the Lord for the wonderful ministry of Brother Billing, which we have heard in these services. Praise the Lord. We regret that impossible for him to stay with us longer. Of course, we'd be happy if the Lord talked to him into staying over next week. Praise the Lord. Things are now. This will be the concluding night of these services. Just the Lord works saying that. He'll come back and be with us next week. Everything's supposed to check plane out of Jackson around 12.30 tomorrow. And we pray that God would bless him and the work of the Lord there in Houston, Texas. And we do so very, very much appreciate him being with us. You may be seated. Our next service. As far as schedule is concerned, this Sunday morning, of course, Brother Bean decides to stay over. He can have service tomorrow night. Next service, as far as schedule is concerned, is Sunday morning, Sunday school at 9.45. Everyone be here. Bring someone along with you to the services in the house of the Lord. Worship at 11 and service Sunday night, evangelistic service at 6.30. We certainly appreciate Brother Bean coming to be with us for these five nights of special services. Thank God for the wonderful messages which we have heard from the Word of the Lord in each night's service. Amen. Praise the Lord. And about seven and one last night, I'm telling you, that was high power. That was wonderful. It was straight from the Lord, and I thank God for it. Amen. It's my privilege to introduce to you once again Brother Verbal Bean from Houston, Texas. Pastor Evangelist. All second. We're glad for the privilege to have been with you these few services. Sorry that we could not be any more blessing and benefit. But we have tried. Short time we was here to obey the Lord. Help you. And I don't know when in my whole life that I felt more troubled and more moved than I have felt tonight. <coughs> there are a lot of things on my heart that I wish I was able to tell you. I'm not sure that you could receive some of them. But, uh, I appeal to you who have not obeyed the Lord as yet, please do it. This is not Roy Lawrence's church. This is not Verbal Means church. This is church of the living God, and you are responsible, obligated by the Lord and his word to be faithful to this church, support it in your tithes according to God's word, which is can be proven. Live for the Lord. Please do. Got just a short distance to go, and I think surely we could serve the Lord what little time's left. I have tonight a uh, mind of the Spirit. I feel like thought after the Lord desperately today and tonight. I would be led of the Spirit. And I have a very strange uh, message to preach. In fact, I don't know that you'd even call it a uh, sermon. I have one verse of Scripture. 
and I'm going to leave it with you. And I trust that whatever God intended it to mean and the results will be accomplished in this service. In the book of St. John, the 8th chapter, reading verse 21. Then said Jesus again unto them. You notice by this wording that something has been previously said. This is a repeat. Then said Jesus again. The word again with tells us that he has been saying something previous to them, similar. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me. and shall die in your sins. Well, there are goals you cannot come. One of the strangest scriptures in the Bible that I've ever read. It is the most abrupt scripture that I know anything about. It's so abrupt that it almost doesn't make good grammatical sense, but don't never forget it, what God has written. He means it, effective, purpose for it. Then said Jesus again to them, I go my way. I told you this before, I warned you. This is not the first time you've heard it. I've heard it over and over again. This is a repeat. But I'm saying it to you, but no doubt, no doubt, you've never heard it this blunt. Because really, this is the last time it's to be said. I go my way. I'm leaving. You're going to seek me. And it just seems like there ought to be something to finish that out a little more. Uh, a few more words of explanation or something. Seems like it ought to read like this. At least you shall seek me and not be able to find me or You'll seek me, and I may not uh, be there to hear you, or, but listen to the bluntness of it. You shall seek me, and shall die in your sin. And 
Whether I go, you cannot come. I'm leaving Laurel, unless there is a miracle performed in this service tonight, I'm leaving Laurel feeling that uh, I have not accomplished the purpose. Leaving Laurel feeling somewhat heavy. Appreciate you that have moved up. I can see it. But somebody is in desperate need tonight. And I have no, uh, it seems like heaven has shut off a long drawn out message of thought. It's simply this scripture. And if you think because the message is short that it's not powerful, listen to the message that Donna preached. Was it a long one? Yet 40 days, that, that was the sermon text, and that was the concluding part. Yet 40 days, Nineveh will be destroyed. I am uh, a little concerned about this tonight because in California sometime back in the summer. I went by a church I had never been to before, and of course had hoped. I knew the pastor had been around him quite a bit, but never had been to his church. And asked me some time to come, and I just fixed it where I could be with him one night. And the same desperation, the feeling burdened, that heart-rendering feeling, that feeling that you, you think you'll die if something doesn't move, came to me that night. And I must say and tell you the truth, and it's not because I don't have other messages to preach, but this is exactly the scripture I read that night. identical. And the fear of the service, the dread of it, was so great until I was uh, physically sick. Close of the service, of course the pastor wanted to entertain us, fix us something to eat, and I said, man, I'm just sick. I'm sick, sick. I'm too sick. Because I didn't really feel that whoever God was talking to moved. It seems strange that God would bring exactly the same message as the law of Mississippi if there wasn't something similar he wanted to do. I'm certain that this scripture is not isolated and just given for that one town. But I'm sure this scripture couldn't be used. You can't take this scripture and just use it as a sermon text. 
I could not preach this at any time. I could not use it because I, it really would not be truthful to use it. If the Spirit was not calling for it, I could not even make a sermon out of it. I like to not went to sleep that night. I was so sick because of the results of the service. Man was standing to my right. He kept holding on, standing there. Several went to him, but there was no deliverance. There was nothing that moved. Came back to Texas. Just a matter of about, uh, I think it was. Somewhere close to about two and a half weeks. Received a call from that pastor. I, he said, Brother Bean, I called you to remind you of a certain man, if you remember, that was being dealt with that night, that only night, never been there in my life. He said, We're burying him tomorrow. Lost, never moved. You would think it would become common after a while, and you say, "Well, that's just another one." But it still makes me sick when I think of a soul going to eternity. Now I can never preach to him again. Nobody else. Beyond our reach, beyond our prayers, beyond our tears. And this is the message he heard. And this is what I have received from the Lord tonight for you. In all of my searches. And I was sincere before God and said, God, I can't use it unless I know it you. Because this is too final. Do you understand what he's saying? Let's listen once more. Then said Jesus again. Now whoever this is that he's talking to has been spoken to before. I'm leaving. I'm going my way. Fixing to leave you. I'm through fooling with you. I'm exhausted. All my efforts. And you're going to seek me. But dying is sin. I can think of nothing more blunt and more without mercy. Do you hear anything in there that offers mercy? Do you hear anything that says, uh, if you're praying hard enough, you can get through? Do you see any tones about this? And to further emphasize it, he says, where I go, you can't come. To me, that's uh, the most lonely part of it. To know that I cannot go where he is. 
where Jesus Christ is, is life, peace, health, mercy, kindness, safety. In the absence of Jesus Christ is chaos, trouble, sorrow, fear, disappointment, everything sad in his absence. And it's so thoroughly final. Just simply says, you're going to seek me and die in your sins. And where I go, it's impossible for you to come. This is my closing message in law of the night. The door, I hear it closing now. The lock is being turned by the master of the house. The latch is fastened, the safety latch is put on. And when once the master of the house has arisen and shut the door, when once, once. I don't know just how much fear of God that you have left in you, But I certainly hate to leave law tonight with such a tone from the Lord. Let it be. You'll seek me. Yes, you're going to desperately pray. You're unconcerned now, but you'll pray. Horrible part is, you'll, while you're praying, you'll die in your sin. Friends are dying in your sin, but it simply means there's no mercy for your sin. And then to be left out, you cannot go where he goes. Let me go with you, Master, if it costs me my life. Let me go with you. Hallelujah. Jesus, don't leave me alone in this world. I will repent. I will cleanse my heart. I will be humble. I will do anything. Just don't leave me. Don't leave me. Every time I read of the disciples in the Bible where Jesus left them for any length of time, he always, when he came back, had to dispel fear. In every case that he returned after a time of absence, fear enters the room. Disturbance. Something tempestuous, something troublesome. He always has to say, Peace be unto you. Fear not, it is I. The absence of our God always presents chaos. And the problem here is that you will be absent from him forever. When just a little humility, just a little bowing, just a little obedience, you could have felt his presence continually forever. I leave you tonight afraid and trembling, but giving you the message, not the sermon, the message. 
the difference in a sermon and a message. Sermon is something that could be preached over and over and over again and would not necessarily have to be specified for a certain service. A message is a particular thought from God for that service. This is God's message to you. Then said Jesus again, one more time, the final time. I'm leaving. I'm through. I've exhausted every means of mercy. And you're going to pray, you're going to cry, you're going to desperately appeal, you're going to seek me. But while you're screaming, praying, crying, you will be falling into a horrible black night of eternity with your sins bound and chained to you. No way to get them off of you. The only thing can take them away is his blood, his mercy. When he sets it off, there's no way you can really. I appeal to you in the name of the Lord. I don't know what you're thinking about. I don't know what's on your mind. I don't know what's got you so scared away. Right on the brink of eternity, you are playing with your toys. It reminds me of a story that I've read of an actual fire in England. This fire was in an insane asylum. I am not saying this to show disrespect to the helpless people whose minds are not just right. I only say this to show you where you're at. The reporter that recorded this fire said that these grown men, women, some of them got their little toys, grown men with little red trucks, and played with them while the roof fell in. Some hid under their bed, housed under there as though that would protect them. Some jumped in their beds and pulled sheets over their head as though that would guard them. Others stood and giggled while the wall fell in. Some ran screaming into the fire. And very few had the knowledge to run for a door. Why? Because their minds were not working right. Well, Mother Bean, are you telling me I'm insane? No, not, not really. You are intelligent people. But when it comes to God, you are. The devil has rearranged your thinking. You are playing with your toys on the brink of hell. The flames are around you and the walls are caving in on you. Some are pulling a little seed over your head of self-righteousness and partial repentance. Some are trying to hide under some little efforts you put forth in the church, when all the time you know your sins are still there. Some are running, some are laughing, some are making fun. Others are mocking. Oh, friends, could I appeal to you to lay your toys down? Could I beg you to run for safety tonight? I appeal in the name of Jesus Christ. Dear God, deliver to this church 
to this city. As far as I know, it could be the last message I ever preach in Law, Mississippi. Knowing that your coming is so near, knowing that we could be called at any time to face you, I want to do my best with it, Lord. It could be the last. And if you ever help the man, help me tonight. Help me. He brought Savandali Kiterovobotierovobon Savan. I la mandura bokoyeta la savata ti brdiando la bokotolietin. Mandeli kunchara bokonda la bokoyeta la brdeksika yanda. Ora van, brasi, andeli kumbrava sitai. Loban savokoye, o savandeli kayato. Oriendeli bokai, kumbriviedele diando la bokotayasi. Vaye, solo bokoyata. Boravando la sì, paricoyando la cototaia. Nella bomba anzicaia, otto mocaiele, boravocchianza, varitia, tovando. Alla bomba richiende lo sì, robocaia, avrà sì, brabanda, a sovocoita. Pariene le cuore, vanno andare a dietro, le cuore di ero, va passare. Io non ho molto poco per di andare a chiedersi. A rimondare con il sicuro di basso nel nero si chiedono per chiedere. Sono molto io, voi stavano. For indeed, it is not my desire to leave you. For I have loved you and desired that you be saved. How long record you in your own mind? How long have I dealt with you and spared you when you cared nothing for your soul and cared nothing for your God? O oh, careless soul, I have dealt, I have spared, I have shown mercy. And all of my love has been turned in your direction. But you have said away. For a time I do not want to serve the Lord. But I say unto you, this is your hour, this is your moment. My face will turn. And when I have hid my face, whether it be from a man or a nation, who can find me? When I veil my throne and cover it with darkness, who can touch me? I say unto my people who have walked before me, fear me, for the hour is late. Stay close to me, for I am come to visit among you. I must stir you. I must awaken you with a visitation of judgment. If there is not an awakening, my hand shall come upon you, and the heart that has resisted me will be the target of my divine justice. I appeal to my children, if you care, draw near tonight. Draw near. Get close. Pray. Come near. Search your heart. Purge yourself.
For though you count it as nothing, just another servant, just another man's voice, just another preacher's plea, I would say this is my last voice before I speak in judgment. It shall come and will not delay. The only thing that could stay me and hold me is for a heart to turn with all that's within you. I will not accept partial repentance. I will not take half-heartedness. I must have all of you. One final word, O soul. In the loneliness of the night you will seek me, but my face will be forever hid from you. No, you shall not feel my presence anymore. You shall not be able to weep before my presence and feel the joy, for in your hardness of heart and pride you've turned away from me. I must visit this place to awaken my people. Our friend, it is yours. Up to you now. God said, the only thing that would stop him from leaving you is complete and thorough repentance. Not partial. 
church is ready to pray. And you see, church, did you catch what God said to you? Did you understand it? To awaken you, there must be a visitation. And the target will be this soul unless. Now, the only thing that will stay there will be, he said, thorough repentance. The only thing. I was in Bay City, Texas, a similar message, well, it was in a little more detail, comes an interpretation came through. God spoke and said, unless you repent tonight, you will receive instant destruction, and your children, from the least to the greatest, will look in your cold face and tell you goodbye. I went to that man myself. I put my arm upon his shoulder and I pled with him to pray. He said, no, brother, me not tonight. One week and a half, he was instantly killed in a car. Brother Cole, the pastor, told me that he had actually forgotten the details of the message until he reached down and he took the man's little blonde-headed girl, picked her up in his arms because she couldn't see over in the casket. The cold said he picked her up and held her to where she could see her daddy's face. And he whispered in her ear, baby, tell daddy goodbye. And he said, it dawned on me how accurate the prophecy was. You'll receive instant destruction, and your children from the least to the greatest will look in your cold face and tell you goodbye. He said, Brother Bean, to think, I picked the girl up myself and whispered in her ear the words that she was to say, to fulfill with accuracy the word of the Lord. Friends, I beg you, I plead with you, lukewarm saints, you know you're not doing right. You know you're not walking with the Lord in obedience. Whoever you are, sinner friend, whoever this is to, will you please come in the name of Jesus Christ? Will you run? Do you know 15 or 20 years ago, not because I have preached it, but 15 or 20 years ago, the altar call would done almost be over. People would have run screaming. We're living in such a cold, hard-hearted world. Church, I'm going to ask you to pray one more time. My God, I ask you for mercy tonight. Just I ask you for mercy at least for the duration of this service. Oh God, I ask for mercy. Please give us mercy for the duration of this service. Give us mercy, Lord, for the duration of this service.
you to come and pray tonight. Did you ever plan to live for God? Did you? Oh, you better do it tonight. California. I stood in a service one night preaching. The Spirit stopped me and said, there's a man here. He doesn't pray tonight, will never come back. How am I to know this unless God would show it to me? And wouldn't I be a fool to say it if God didn't show me? I warned the man, that's all I could do. I don't know anything else to do. You can't force it. It was a joke to him. It was another preacher's psychology. But if you doubt this, I'll pay for the telephone call. Call H. Terry. Bakersfield, California. Three days later, he fell dead in a grocery store.
God is my witness that I went back through Bakersfield for one service. You know, I'm almost scared of these just few services. They have produced so much in my experience. That's the truth. One service. I went back through that. This is a year or so later. I started to preach a certain sermon. I had a boy read the text, and I, the Spirit stopped me and said, That's not it. And the Holy Ghost quickened to me what the mind of God was for that service, and it was a serious warning. In fact, I warned the man. I said, How do you know but what I'm here for this one service to give you, your last one? It was a joke. Another preacher's appeal. He's got to say something scary. Several talked to the man. He said, I feel all right. But the problem is, friend, they found him dead in bed the next morning. Beyond the reach of tears and prayer and preaching. woman in Leesville, Louisiana, mocked me one night while I begged her to pray. I know I'm not no great preacher. I realize that I hear other men and honestly feel like sometimes I not, must not be even called. But I know this one thing, friend. When God talks to me, I'll, I've got to obey him. I warned that woman that night, and she walked out, made a joke out of it, and the next morning she got in her car to go to Kansas City. Between steel and concrete, she met God. Don't know what happened, car turned over, and there, oh, she didn't die instantly. She had time to pray. But her prayer did not do her any good. Because Jesus said, you'll seek me, but still you'll die in your sins. Don't hide your face from me, dear Lord. Hold my hand, Lord. Please. Please. I just could scream tonight. I could scream. I'm going to do everything I possibly can tonight. I'm going to do everything I know.
you travel alone as you stand beside that old dark Does not know, and the old man does. 